When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Omar. Hope you're doing well. Would love to hear from you. Hey, you look like a fun girl. Tell me, what are your hobbies? These are just some of the sad, tragic, boring opening lines you guys are using online. Well, stop being a fucking bore fest and start being interesting. Want to learn how? Come to your local banter expert. That's kristencarney.com slash datinghelp. She'll help you go from mundane to fundane. Only with better lines than that one, I swear. And Ask Women listeners get a very special discount because we know you're going to be wasting your money on her on Valentine's Day. Why do it here? Save 15% off at kristencarney.com slash datinghelp, promo code VALENTINE. That's 15% off. You heard it right. A big one five. That's one five at checkout with promo code VALENTINE. This commercial was brought to you not by Dignity. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women Podcast, we have Trip Kramer, who has been on our show before. He's been in my bed. He's been wearing tight pants in my bed with Kristen and I, but this time he is on our show from a distance, but sharing wonderful information about the beginning stages of dating all the way up to getting a girlfriend, how to discuss your non-negotiables with a woman and figure out whether or not she is right for you, as well as giving us the steps for the first few weeks to the first few months of dating before you decide to get into a relationship. So keep listening to this episode because it's really awesome. Hey, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Carney, here with Marnie Kinris, and we have a guest back with us today, only in a different format because usually we see him face to face, but right now we're behind computers. Uh, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com, who's a dating coach for shy men. Hey, Trip, how's it going? It's going well. <laughs> I think the last time I was on the podcast was a few years ago and we were doing it from Marnie from your bed. Oh, yes, yes. I know. This is the complete opposite to last time. Last time we were literally sitting on my bed recording our show. Right. Yeah. This time I am sitting in my closet and I don't know where you guys are. <laughs> I'm sitting on your bed too. It's just, you can't see me. I am uh, at my kitchen out. table looking nice. out the window. Very nice. Well, yeah. I want I wanted Trip to come onto the show because he always provides excellent information for the guys that are listening. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, we had Jim Wolf on the show and he talked about the next stages of attraction, which is going from, you know, first and second date to potential girlfriend. And a lot of people wrote back saying that that was really interesting. 
for them and they wanted to hear more because, yeah, I, I guess a lot of people don't tackle that middle zone. It's either a relationship or the beginning stages of dating. And I was talking to Tripp and he said that he has a new book that's coming out on Amazon. Uh, but he also has been really fascinated with this middle stage. And so I said, come and talk on the show and see maybe if there's additional information that can help the guys that are listening with that that middle zone stage. So Trip, I, I do before I do ask you questions about that stage of dating, I wanted to find out more about what you said in your introduction or what Kristen said about you. You're a dating coach for shy guys. I'd never heard you been categorized as that. That must be a new thing. But can you tell me a little bit more about coaching shy guys? Is it is it different or were you a shy guy? Yeah, yeah I no, hear absolutely. More about it. Uh, I, I coined that phrase in uh, for in trip advice uh, maybe a few years ago at this point because I realized that's basically what I do. You know, I'm all the time talking to guys who are shy. I'd say, uh, you know, 95% of the guys who come to me who want to learn how to meet women, they're not saying to me, I have no problem talking to lots of girls. I just want to know how to attract them. It's never starting like that once in a while, but mostly it's, I can't even go over and talk to the girl. And I'm sure, Martin, you hear this all, right? Approach anxiety, approach anxiety. Like it is so hard for guys to go up and start a conversation. And so I just realized that like, this is who I, this is what I do. I'm working with guys mainly on busting through the shyness. And that's, you know, when I'm coaching guys, that's usually where we're starting and, and usually where it ends. Cause I believe that once a guy can get over his shyness and feel more comfortable talking in front of women, the attraction part becomes so much easier because they're not yeah. in their head. They're not nervous. They're not messing up. They're not, uh, you know, stepping over their words. You know what I'm saying? So I just realized that that was something that I, I helped guys with. And I am a former shy guy. I am a former shy guy. That was my big problem too when I was in my early 20s and I moved to Los Angeles from Chicago. I didn't know anybody. and and I had to learn how to go out and meet people and make friends and meet girls. And I could not do it. And it's crazy because people say, oh, you know, like I can like drink alcohol and I have some liquid courage. That didn't even work for me. I think I'd get more nervous when yeah, I too. drink and get drunk to go over and talk to a girl than when I was sober. We, so, why though? I don't understand. I, I don't I'd know. I become a hero. Sure. <laughs> because I don't think you're really shy. When it comes down to it, I don't think Kristen is a shy person. I think you might be insecure or doubtful of might some things be. about yourself, but I wouldn't classify <laughs> you. <laughs> like, that's sexy. Um, but I wouldn't classify you as shy. Like, I resonate with what Tripp's saying because I was shy. I would have the same thing. I would smoke pot or I would drink alcohol and literally the paranoia would set in and I would become like a lesser version of myself. I found wow. for me, actually drinking coffee <laughs> would help me because it would make my brain work fast. Right. So you and need that, like Red Bull and vodka to, to. Yeah. I mean, or just the Red Bull. I was fine with just Red Bull. I didn't need anything else. But Trip, I, I wanted to ask you like, I know that, that getting over shyness is not a simple thing. But for people who are listening, if, you know, that's the issue that's plaguing them, which I'm guessing it is uh, for most guys that are listening, is, is there like a timeline on how quickly you can eliminate this shyness that the rest of, of the attraction process stretching out into getting a girlfriend, you know, becomes a lot easier. Yeah, are you asking how long would it take to get over your shyness, to get over that anxiety of going up yeah. and talking to a woman? Yeah, yeah I, I'd say it's generally different for most people. You know, I work with some guys who have extreme 
social anxiety. They're not just, uh, you know, a little nervous and timid to go up to a girl, but they finally gain the courage. I mean, guys who are deathly afraid of going up and saying anything to a woman. Uh, so I work with guys all the way from that point to um, I just need a couple of openers and just things to say so I can go over there and know what to say. But I'd say generally, you know, if you're putting the work in, because I really, I compare it a lot to, uh, to working out, right? It's like you go to the gym, every rep you do and every little action you take in the gym, every step you take on the treadmill is going to be, you know, helping you get the result that you want. So I say, if you're putting in the work consistently, you could get over it in about four to six weeks. And I mean, like you're going out and you're approaching girls, um, you know, with, with the right advice and knowing kind of how to start off. You can do it in four to six weeks. You know what, what I'm doing? It all depends. I'm, I'm, it all depends on how much you want to put hey, into trip, it. Hey, Trip, sorry to inter- interrupt. Uh, what I'm doing right now with a friend of mine to stay uh, you know, on top of life, essentially, is we have a deal where we're sending each other a video doing – it's a guy friend. So he's doing 30 push-ups a day, and I'm, I was starting out doing five. Um, and just to prove that it's like, you know, with the shyness, like a muscle you can flex, I – for the first, you know, like two weeks, I really could only do like five or six pushups. And now I'm up to 15, like a, like a killer. Yeah. And that's only been like two months, but it's been the best. That's amazing. Yeah. It's been the best thing I've ever done. And it's been the most like self-helpy thing I've ever done to keep, to be God. I'm keeping like a promise to to myself. (laughs) I know. I know. 2019 is like I can't even talk to you. I know it's bizarre. I know. I'm glad I'm not looking at you anymore. That is crazy. I know. So eventually. You're being held accountable too. That's that's probably what's really making the difference. Exactly. Is that like if I see it's midnight and I'm like, oh no, I haven't done it yet. I jump down and I do, you know, my 15 push-ups and send it and it's great. It's keeping me so... Why are you not putting this on YouTube? These are things that you should be doing. Because this is not my brand. No, I can't can't advertise to the world (sighs) that I'm like doing shit to help myself. But it is really helpful. Pumping iron and getting buff. That's amazing to advertise to the world. Anyway, I think that's fantastic. But but you're right. It's very much in line with exactly everything Tripp's saying. It's like if you put effort into things on a daily basis or a bi-daily basis, then you'll slowly start to see change. The more effort that you put in, the quicker the change is going to happen, especially if you have some guidance from either Trip or myself or finding other resources online that can point you in the right direction. So I, I think what Trip was saying, four to six weeks, at least in my opinion, is like a good amount of time to get over that shyness. So they'll the guys who work with you, they're over their shyness and then they start dating they're releasing their attractiveness to women because they don't have limiting beliefs anymore or anything to cover up their intentions. So now they're in that stage where they're toying with the idea of getting a girlfriend or dating more seriously. So how do guys, we talked to Jim, Jim about this as well. How do guys figure out who is right for them and like which girls to keep in their life? Well, it's interesting what you said earlier that you said, you know, not a lot of guys spend time in this area, right? It's like a lot of information out there is mostly on, okay, how do you get the girl? Yeah. Right. And then, and then how do you keep a relationship? But where's that middle part? And it's interesting. I think that a lot of guys, they don't think about this part and I'm guilty of this. Okay. I'm very guilty of this. I think a lot of guys are because we're just focused on like, oh, we just want to go to like us. We just want to have sex we just yeah. want to be dating girls like we want that but for most guys you know they eventually want to get into a relationship and they think like oh well all you need to do is you know attract the girl and then boom you're in a relationship which is simplified yes but then 
what can happen is you can get into a relationship that could be bad news, right? right? And that can waste a lot of time. So what guys aren't asking, what they should be asking is not how do I get the girl? How do I get the right girl? How do I right. find the right woman for me? You know, how do I date around and find out what works for me, what matches for me, what I like, what I dislike? So what I've done is I simplified it to something that I call the three non-negotiables, okay? And this is something that I don't think guys should really be thinking about too much if they're, you know, still really shy and focused on approach anxiety. Like, just get some dates under your belt and, and date girls. And, and that, through that process, you're going to actually find out how to figure out your three non-negotiables. But date for a while. And then when you're ready to get serious, you get serious. Meaning, you sit down and you, and you think to yourself, and everyone's going to be different, right? I could be talking to a 21-year-old now who's like, I don't know what my three non-negotiables are, which are the things that you're looking for in a woman. How do I know? Or you might be a 40-year-old guy and you're like, oh, yeah, I got him. I've been through like... <laughs> you're like, I've, I've got 20. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm ready, right? So I just say this, do your best. Obviously, a lot easier if you're a person who's been in and out of relationships, you kind of know. But do your best to start and they can always change. So what are these? These are ways of thinking like, it's basically like deal breakers. Like what's the things that are really important to you that you want with a woman? So I'll give you mine. And I think you ladies will, will get a kick out of these. Okay. So <laughs> here are mine. First one is this. Physically fit. Asshole. Okay. Like is she is physically fit as a deal breaker for you? Or if she's no, no, not no. physically fit. I want, if she works out, I don't want to be with her. I want the girl to be physically fit. Like kick your fit. ass physically fit okay. or just like has a nice shape physically fit? Like can do 15 push-ups every hey, single trip day. Or a match. Sure. Me and you, baby. Oh, I love it. Good. Let's see if you have the next Oh, show. shit. All right. So, yeah. so physically fit. Uh, yeah, it just, that's my way of saying, okay, this is, this is like my physical attraction part. Like I want you to be fit. Um, that means that you have health as a priority in your life. Health is a priority in my life. Uh, I'm going to be more attracted to See, you if you are fit. That's the problem fit. is so that dudes important. who aren't fit or women do the same thing who aren't fit. Say they want a ripped guy or a girl who's in shape, but them themselves aren't in shape. So you can't really say yeah, that unless that's... you are it also, right? Well, you, you can. can. You can be like you a can. fatty at home being like, no, no, no. I want my girl to be nice and toned. Here's the thing. It's going to be harder for you as a guy who is not physically fit to find that. So you're going to, you might find through the process of attracting women and going on dates that this is really hard for you. So then you might want to figure out how to start getting fit if you're fine. But you know, I don't know. There's chubby chasers. There's women out there who, who are interested <laughs> in guys who are not fit. It's, I think it's a little rare as kind of what you're saying. But, I, I think but what sure. I'm saying is, you know, don't hold the person to higher standards than you hold yourself. I think that's important. Why? Yeah, we all do that. That's the whole point. We're looking for somebody who can hire oh, our absolutely. own standards but for don't be, don't Absolutely. But I'm saying within reason, for sure. Like, you know, don't. don't. <laughs> Kristen's just getting down on herself. She's like, oh my God, all these people have this listed as. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm in <laughs> needing physical fit. I'm, oh, that's true. You're I'm, in shape I'm now. in shape and I weigh like 95 pounds. So. I've been in shape from when I've known you. I know I haven't seen you for like a year and a half, but I'm sure you haven't Yeah, no. So much. this isn't me being bitter and going, why don't you want me? I'm a chubby girl. This is me just saying like, you know, if you're going to walk, talk the talk, you also have to walk the walk a little bit. And that's all. Nah, I don't oh, believe that. Oh, well. I don't believe that you have to walk the walk. There's nothing wrong with saying, like, I'm attracted to somebody who cares about their health. 
I may not care about it right now, but maybe they could influence me in some way. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And oh, Trip is saying like that if this you want someone is to his inf- thing because he's fit. Yeah, okay, definitely. And this is going in a direction where I wasn't really planning, which is you guys verbally attacking <laughs> yeah. me and abusing me. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you were really us first, but <laughs> absolutely that's was. But yeah, no, just okay, don't be. Okay, just here's the, don't here's be. What I'm trying to say is just like don't be like a loser and try to get a super huge winner. And, and you can do that. You know what Marnie was saying. And you, you're saying be, be realistic. realistic. You're saying be realistic. Like if you're a huge fat guy, like I would say that my husband probably doesn't have that on his list. That his non-negotiable is a really fit person because he's quite unfit right now. <laughs> but. I, I I I hear what you're saying. You're just saying be realistic and don't have tunnel vision if that isn't yeah, exactly yeah. you. But Trip was even saying that it can be your non-negotiable because it's what you aspire to and it's something that may motivate you to get your butt to the gym. If you want a physically fit woman, then you might meet them at the gym because you're going totally. to the gym to become more yeah. physically fit. Okay, I'll I'll mute my and look, like like I'm saying too, is the guy's gonna find out fairly quick that it, it might be tough to match with someone who doesn't have similar values. So if you're just a guy who's a fat slob and you don't care about health at all and you want to attract a woman who's physically fit, you know, she's going to be talking about her passions being like running and hiking and going to the gym and whatever, and you're not. So there's obviously going to be a disconnect there. I want the guy to figure that out for himself. Have you guys ever seen Shallow Hell? It's so good, but that's essentially what I was seeing in my mind when I was saying that. The uh, George George Costanza, who's <laughs> in it, Jason Alexander, he's you know short, balding, not taking care of himself, not has nothing to offer, and then this beautiful woman in a park rolls up to him on a bike and is like, "Hey, I've got these tickets to go see like the you know uh, Paul." Yeah, no, and he, he sees that up. she has like a gross toe, and he's like, "Oh, no thanks." And that's <laughs> what I'm saying, and it's more in a comical way. So anyway. That's all. Goodbye. And I'm signing <laughs> off. <laughs> no, I, I, I understand. I, I see your point. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. And yes, it does, it does help to have somewhat of a realistic expectation. Um, thing is, I think most guys will. I, I just assume that most guys will when they're, when they're figuring out what their three non-negotiables yeah. are. And I mean, there's a never-ending list of what they could be. You know, right. I, mean, I don't know. A guy could say like he's a boob guy. Okay, I really want a, a girl with big boobs, and you're going to find out soon enough that's probably not the best non-negotiable because you really want to replace it with other ones that are way more important than that. Um, it's a starting but, you point. Know, it's for the guy to kind of find out and figure yeah. out. So, what are your other two? Okay, uh, so my next one is, and I really recommend that this be one for guys. And by the way, this works for women too. So this is not just for guys. This this can go. For both sexes, okay? Uh, Or all the sexes, trans and everything. Great. So basically, I would say you got to know whether or not you want kids, okay? You either want them or you don't want them. Don't be in the middle. Figure out what that is, and that should be one of them for sure. You want to find someone who really wants kids or is never going to have kids. That should just be like on the table right away. So mine is someone who enthusiastically wants children because I know I want children. And so that's my second one. Okay, we're matched so far. Yeah, we're matched so far. I don't know if I'll be good with children, okay. but I want them. <laughs> okay, well, that's a start. That's a start. Okay, here's the third one. And the third one is really important because uh, it, it exemplifies uh, how to be really specific with your non-negotiables. 
Okay. And it's really important to be specific. And I'll get into that in a second. But the third one is you are not in more than $2,000 of credit card debt. I'll see you later. Nice to know you. (laughs) Now, (laughs) credit card debt. If you're in uh, student loan debt or medical bills, that's fine. I'm saying credit card debt specifically, $2,000. Well, that's harsh. Well, I have a question. Are these non-negotiables based on past experiences and relationships? Oh, you better believe each one has come from a a different girlfriend. Exactly. That's That's where they come from. As you get older, you're like, okay, this is Mm -hmm. definitely something that's important to me. So it's interesting. Like as you you learn what's really important to you, because when you're younger, you may not know, just as you said before, that a 20-year-old may not know what's important to them. So obviously that bit you in the ass to be with somebody who had some major credit card debt. Yeah, well, if I maybe would have thought about it, you know, it would have been something different, but I didn't think about it, right? This is not something that I really thought about going into relationships. So I'm trying to take my past mistakes and teach other guys like, listen, picking a partner, and if you want to get married, and if you want to have kids, don't take that lightly. This is a serious, serious decision. And of course, I don't want you to sit here and find your unicorn because that's going to take you forever and probably won't happen. That's why specifically I have three and not five. That's a whole other thing we can talk about. Um, right. But you gotta know you gotta know what you want and what and what you can match with, so you end up with someone who is going to be good for you. And again, there's going to be guys out there who don't have these, and that's fine. Just do your best and guess and date a lot, and from there you're going to figure out which ones are. How important, do you which ones find are. out about right. say something like credit card debt? Obviously, on the first date. You know, eventually it will come out, but on the first or second date, you can't be like, so how are your finances? How early on can you <laughs> check in about that stuff? When was the last yeah. time you did well, yeah. a credit check? Let's all get a credit card for fun. You'd be what surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. Uh, there's different ways to bring it up. Uh, I've brought it up on, on a couple you of first have? dates before. And yeah, because you know what's interesting? Here's what's interesting is you bring it up and you say, uh, you, you know, you might say like, what are you looking for? So they respond like, "Hey, I just want to know, like, what, what are you looking for? Like, what credit card debt for in a guy? Like, well, what's what's what? And so that <laughs> gives them the opportunity to ask you, and you say, "Well, listen, I know this is going to sound silly, but you know, there's a few things that are really important to me, and th- uh, things that um, I know I'm looking for in a woman. And, uh, and you know, a couple of them are silly. You know, let me share them with you. And you share them, and I've shared them with a few women. And you know, what's funny is that you if they're see. in credit card debt, they're mm-hmm. going to be offended, right?" Mm-hmm. For me, I, I ended up talking to these girls and they weren't in credit card debt. And they were so proud of it. They were like qualifying themselves to me like, oh, really? oh yeah, no, I have no debt at all, actually. I have no debt whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And they were like almost like proud that they weren't in the. So I'm only assuming that if a woman is in debt and credit card debt, yeah, it's going to make for a little bit of an awkward conversation because she's probably going to get defensive and maybe feel upset about it. But that's her problem, not yours. You know, you know what you're looking for. But I think that, uh, you know, if she's going to be offended by it or defensive, well, that's fine. This is not someone you want anyways. Otherwise, they're going to be proud about it. I'm, now, you, you know, know what? what? What about, what about someone like me who'd be like, I'm proud of my credit card debt and owned it? <laughs> that, it would be a joke. Okay. I would well, not believe you. You know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> I am absolutely ashamed. Okay. And I will always be. Now, here's the thing. And I'm not trying to be offensive no, to any I don't, woman no, of or man who's in credit card debt, who doesn't want kids, who's overweight and fat. You know, it's like, these are just the things that are important to me. Right. You know, important to me. Like, if I have a friend who's more than $2,000 in credit card debt, I don't give a shit. 
that's not the person I'm trying to spend my life with, right? It's like, I don't, I don't care. I don't judge you for that. And I don't even judge the girl for that. But to me, it just, it does say like, I just don't want to gamble with the fact that she may or may not uh, be able to handle her finances because finances and money is a really important thing to me. And I know, and I've learned in relationships. So it's something yeah. I don't want to, uh, to look over. That's just for me. So I, I will be honest. If I, if I, you know, when I was in my twenties and I did meet my husband, if I had said some of these things, well, here, so here's the other look on it. If I had said some of these things in the very beginning, I probably, if, if these were my non-negotiables, I probably would not end up with my husband because basically of the way that we we look at finances which which has led to a lot of arguments and a lot of like, honestly marnie uh, i was gonna say you should of us. hook up with trip because <laughs> <laughs> you guys have the same values well i could yeah. i could very soon um no, but like I will I will say one thing is that i mean looking at it from a different perspective is that I'm also not dating in my late 30s and starting fresh and getting to sort of wipe everything clean that had been frustrating to me in the past. But had I made choices from that point of view in my mid-20s when I met my husband, I could have missed out on... I mean, I think that my husband and I have a wonderful marriage. So I think that even though there is that non-shared value between us... And this is just looking at it from you know, an, an emotional point of view or looking at him as a human. Um, I'm going to take a step back for a second. I, I, I think that when you're dating, it's wonderful to have these things in mind. And if these things have burnt you several times in the past, then yes, you should stick to them because you know that it's not anything, not a stressor that you want later on down the road for yourself. Um, and even what Kristen was trying to say, there has to be some wiggle room. I'm pretty sure that Trip is allowing for wiggle room. If he does happen to really like this girl and they're getting along better than he's gotten along with every other date he's had in the past four years. And suddenly she says, oh, but I have some credit card debt and it happened because of X, Y, and Z. I am sure that, or maybe not, but there, there would be some way for him to be like, okay, well, that's not that big a deal. But let me ask you a question. Well, Trip. a, a, a so, friend of mine, sorry, right before you do that, a friend of mine who had, I think mo maybe someone who was similar to Trip, who did not want someone with financial problems. She met her now current husband and they set up a, essentially a situation where he was like, the deal is you pay off your credit card debt. I'll cover the rent as long as every single penny essentially is going to your credit card debt. And she did that and they're married. And, you know, what would you say about something like that? What would I say about... Like his... his I mean, was that stupid of him? Well, actually, let me just interrupt for one for one second. I'm going to interrupt yeah, because I think we're going yeah, into too, the yeah, nitty-gritty of this right. a little bit too much here. This is a show for women that we're having <laughs> this discussion about how to, you know, be a little bit more lenient with stuff. Let's I want to hear I want to hear Trip's advice. So, we're going to take a quick break and we're not going to interrupt him as much and debate everything that that hurts us inside. Um, but we'll be back with Trip right after this. All right, we are back. And now we're going to let Trip talk and not pounce <laughs> on him for every single thing that he says. But no, like these it. are three, non, these are three non-negotiables that I think are wonderful. So, so you were saying before that you would state these things on a date. Can you, can you tell us when you would say these things? Or like, when would you bring them up? Would it be you sit down, you, you exchange some niceties for five minutes, and then you're like, hey, listen, this is what I'm looking for. Or how, how does that flow go? You know, I think it all depends on the connection and the woman. Okay, so... I've been on some dates and currently I have a girlfriend. And so I've kind of seen a little bit of, of all the process where 
uh, I've been able to get those three out of the way on the first date. Okay. And, uh, and it's, and it was great. So there's, okay, this is one date that I had. It's very interesting. We, we went out, we got a drink and we were just, you know, she was, I'm 33 and she was 30. So somehow we just got into like, hey, we're both looking for something serious. Let's just get this out of the way. It got there, got to that point. So I shared my things, my non-negotiables. She shared hers. And it turns out uh, one of my, which is not one of my non-negotiables, was religion, which was one of hers. She was very, um, very into her religion. I think she was Catholic. And I, I, I'm not Catholic. Uh, I'm more, I'm Jewish, but like, I'm also kind of atheist. I just, religion isn't a big part of my life. So I didn't fit into hers. And for me, it wasn't one of my non-negotiables. I would have been like, you know what? Like I would have given her more of a shot because it's okay. Like depending on how religious she really is, but she was like, yeah, sorry, it's not going to work. And that was great. That was fantastic. So that's like an example of how it can happen very fast. But I don't think normally that's going to happen. I don't think conversations always go that way. Uh, So it is something that you want to pay attention to and discover over the course of dating. Hopefully, by the way, sooner than later, because what happens is if you end up not bringing these up and you end up falling for this girl, you're screwed because you're going to rationalize everything you can, and which I've done in the past. And then now you're with this woman who you're really attracted to, but you know long-term is not going to work and eventually it's probably just not going to work out. So uh, with my current girlfriend, I was very harsh, harsh, um, hard into figuring out these non-negotiables as fast as possible. No, I didn't figure them out on the first date. It probably took like four to six weeks to figure them out. And, wow, I, would, okay. and I would just bring them up. So physically fit, I just know because I can see her, right? And I know and I know her lifestyle, so I learned about a lifestyle. Um, kids, I think I brought that up maybe in like a couple weeks, you know? So how are, I, I don't remember how the conversation got there, but it doesn't matter. Like I'm trying to give advice to guys of like, well, how do you bring it up? Just bring it up. Just bring it up. Like it doesn't matter how you do it, you know? You don't have to think it has to be the specific way. You know, just say, hey, I'm curious. I want to learn more about you. You know, is... You know, are children something you want to have? Like, ever think about that? Like, do your friends have kids? You know, just have that conversation and just bring it up, bring it up casually, and learn about it. And then with the uh, with the credit card debt, I'm trying to think, how did I bring that up? I think then, like, maybe at a month or five weeks, we started talking a little bit deeper about like, what are you looking for? Like, what what more are you looking for when you're trying to find a relationship? And we started talking about that. And then I told her, I was like, hey, listen, well, I'll be you know, real with you. These are my three things that are really important to me. And I brought up the three non-negotiables. I didn't yeah. say that like geeky term, like here are my three non-negotiables. But I said like, here are the three things that are really important to me. And I said the kids thing. And I said um, physically fit. And then I said, um, you know, a woman who's not in more than $2,000 in credit card debt. And it was, I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, and well, it's interesting. She gave me an answer. I did not think she was going to say, which was a great answer. She was like, oh, I don't even have a credit card. And I was like, oh, like, wow. Okay. My ex-boyfriend didn't have a credit card either. <laughs> I know. I'm she, like, is she an heiress? What, is she, what do you mean? She doesn't have a credit card. She doesn't have a credit card. She just uses yeah, a credit card. It's crazy. All right, so that she just she just spends what she has. That's good, right? So that's that's like her soulmate, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, so actually, so 
So you brought up that you, you know, were dating for five or six weeks. So how, and this is, you know, what I wanted to talk about from the beginning, beginning of the show. How are you progressing during these five to six weeks so that you are getting to the place where you're more comfortable, you're getting closer, you're getting more connected? How much, you know, how important is flirtation and banter and challenging? I, I want to understand, again, these these Also, I wanted to know if you paid for the date with a credit of- card. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If I paid for the day with a credit card. <laughs> oh, the I irony. And, <laughs> yeah. and guess who's not more than $2,000 in credit card debt? Actually, you know what's funny is I actually am now. What? I wasn't at the time. Oh, he broke um, you down to reveal this information? Yeah, because I just... Yeah. I know. Isn't this funny? I just... Uh, Look at the fatty <laughs> calling the skinny woman fat. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. And here would be my, you know, my reasoning if someone said, uh, you know, I don't want a guy to be more than two thousand dollars of credit card debt. I have an actual plan. Like the credit card debt that I have, it's it's debt that is being paid off over a course of time that has no interest, and I know I'm going to pay it back, and it's going to be fine. It's not like this debt where I'm like, oh my god, like how am I going to no handle interest. it? You know, it's like a very, it's very. Okay, well, after the show, um, tell me strategic. what credit card has no interest. So, okay. So. Please, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, minimal interest, minimal interest. We'll talk about it later. But um, <laughs> we can talk about Trip's credit card debt after the show. Well, I wanted to talk about like how how do you progress from date one up into six weeks of dating? You know, if into I had a girlfriend. Like, yeah, if I had to well, she wasn't my girlfriend after six weeks. I should be clear there. Right, right, right. Sorry. I meant I meant from six weeks to girlfriend, like to the next oh, okay. stages of girlfriend. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to also kind of compare this to some advice that I give when I say, when do you, when do you say you love you to a girl? Like, when do you say it? Or when do you, or I should say, when do you know that you're in love? And this is kind of similar advice in terms of like, when I would suggest to guys like when to make her your girlfriend or when to, you know, uh, talk about it being more of a committed thing is you don't want to do any of that too fast say I love you, ask her to be your girlfriend, because you really want to get to know someone. And the reality is, is it takes a lot of time to get to know somebody. I'm not going to fall in love with a girl. Yeah, I'll be infatuated and really like a girl. Like I, but I know the difference. Like There's that, and you can have that within two months. Like, oh my God, you think about this girl all the time. It feels like love. That's not love. Okay, The beginning stages of real love, I believe, are when you see a person in multiple situations and emotional states. I have seen her Mm -hmm. cry. I have seen her deal with stress. I've seen us get into maybe a little bit of an argument and how she deals with that. I've seen her really happy. I've seen her around her friends. I've seen how she treats others. You know, I want to see all the ways that you handle life. And you're not going to get that on a first date. In fact, you may not get that for like six to nine months because everyone's just putting on their best behavior. But the thing is, is you can only be in your best behavior for so long. So here's a really good test. After about six to eight weeks, take her on a trip, go somewhere, spend some sort of time together Mm. where you're not leaving each other for about 48 hours or 72 hours. Because when you're with- Make her poop in front of you. That's a big one. Make her poop, yeah. (laughs) But you want to spend that time with someone because I believe that even in that time, you 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 can't, you know, put on that that front for so long. You know what I mean? It's like when you're with someone for 72 hours straight, you guys are on a trip, things are going to happen, right? Like there's going to be, uh, you know, getting to the plane or getting to the car and this and that and running out of gas. Like, like little things will come up and you get to see how that person handles that stuff. Here's a great example. So when I was with uh, 
my, my current girlfriend, before she was my girlfriend, we went on a little trip. We went to Miami for a weekend, okay? And of course, when you go on little trips like that, shit happens. So what happened to us on the weekend? <laughs> right before we were about to leave our Airbnb and go and catch our flight, we were like, had to be at the airport in like two and a half hours. We go to the uh, elevator to go up to our uh, Airbnb. It's on the like 40, I think it was the 49th floor, okay? Know, we yeah. get in the elevator. The elevator is broken. It's going to every single floor and stopping. <laughs> so we're like, oh my God, we're, if we sit in this elevator, we're going to be here for like 45 minutes in this elevator. This is going to make us go insane and we might be late. So we're like at the fifth floor and we get off of the fifth floor. We're like, what should we do now? There's only one other option. We got to climb 45 flights of stairs. And so... Well, she's physically fit, so that should be fun. She's physically fit. I'm physically fit. We made it. It's a, it's a great story. and We did it and it was challenging. But I know some women that I used to date, they would freak out at that. Like, this would be an issue. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everyone can handle that, whether you're physically fit or not. More emotionally, like, the idea that you have to climb this and we're going to be late soon. We haven't packed our bags. Like, it's a whole I'd be thing. like, I'm too weighed down by my credit card debt to be able to walk those stairs. <laughs> too heavy. 45 floors. No, that's you're absolutely right. And if that's something that's important to you, like having being able to put a smile on your face when something crappy happens. Yeah, how can you then, do a then, strat? Yeah. And the thing is, is that you can actually see it in those moments because it's not like, you know, you're you're dating, you're seeing each other for five hours at a time or 12 hours or whatever it is. It's like you can actually see how that person would deal with that kind of stress in the future, which does tell you a lot about them. Right. And I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see also, so to go back to what you were saying before is, is what I want to do in this period of, you know, figuring out if this is someone who I want to be more serious and committed with and to call my girlfriend. I want to figure out the non-negotiables. I want to do lots of random types of dates with her. I want to take her on a trip like that or go on a trip with her and, and, and do that and just get to experience her on as many levels as I can. But also a part of that is just being aware, right? So the awareness throughout this and really, and really seeing what's going on. So you can make a clear decision where, where it's more than just like, oh yeah, I really like her. I like having sex with her, but you really respect her. You like her as a person. You like how she deals with life. You guys are, are having, and then of course all the fun stuff, you guys are having a good time together. Like if you're not having a good time together. It's not fun. Then what are you doing? You know? So it's like, you got to take all that into consideration and you should be doing that for Oh, as long as it takes, I'd say anywhere between right. it's, it's in, two, it's two and six For each months. person, it's different. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Well, actually, so I do want to ask one question. Um, so like, I have a lot of people who write into me and say, okay, you know, we got to date three or date four or whatever it is, and then things kind of plateaued or, you know, from her perspective, it plateaued. What would be the advice that you would give to guys on how, and, and yes, you always want to be looking at dating from your perspective to evaluate whether the woman you know, is, is worth the investment to continue on to date five and six and seven and eight and nine and 10. But in terms of behavior on these dates, like how does it shift from that beginning stage where attraction is really important and you don't want to talk about things that are way too serious, you don't want to be too negative? Like how does it shift in terms of how you connect in conversations so that attraction is still there, but you're getting closer together to find out more of these things about each other? I would say, and I'm, you know, this is just a little bit of an estimate. I'd say make it like, 70, 30, 65, 35. Yeah. Heavier on 
have fun, enjoy her, enjoy your time together, you know, show your best self, work on all the things that make you the most attractive, have sex, right? Like all that enjoyable, fun stuff. But you want to sprinkle in throughout these dates a little bit of getting to know her, right? So, and sometimes that leads to like this one night where it's the fourth date and you guys had a couple glasses of wine and you're just kind of sitting in bed together post-glow of sex maybe. And maybe you get into that conversation. So you never know. Maybe there's a night where it's just like, it just got there, you know? But if it doesn't get there, that's fine. But you got to make sure you're sprinkling it in a little bit and you're doing, you know, what would be called like conscious dating. You know, that, that term is so weird to me. But I guess that's the only way to really describe it is don't just overlook things like and just have a good time. Like just a little bit in there, make sure you're getting to know her and and just being aware of of who she is and and you know and and how she deals with things you know it doesn't have to be that serious and i know that we're talking about this so it's coming off like i'm like all right strategy 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 but no enjoy your time together and then through all that what else are you doing i mean i don't know what else anyone else is doing on dates like you're talking right you're talking you're enjoying each other of course you might be doing an activity but you're talking it's like, what else are you going to talk about? You're talking about things about her. Ask her questions. Right. Tell her story. That stuff's happening. I have a naturally. question for you guys. Yeah. Since I'm kind of semi-dating, I'm single, um, but I'm not enthused about dating. And that's the question that I actually have. And I wonder <laughs> if you guys can help me. So I'm I'm currently going through like a life transition. I went through a traumatic last breakup type of situation the way our Uh, relationship concluded. Uh, My dog just died and I'm not living on my own. And I have this guy who is incredibly interested in me. And I think he's like cute and, you know, his smile is really nice and he seems fun, but I have no interest in dating and he will not stop with the like, let's meet up, let's do this, let's do that. And he's like, I banter with him and text with him, but I'm not super excited about it. So should someone be dating? like in this frame of mind that I'm in, which is I have zero interest in dating. What I'm focused on right now is rebuilding my life. So do I say to him, sure, I'll go out with you, but here's the situation. Or do I just go and then hope that maybe I'll, it'll reignite my desire to date? You want me to take this one? I, I, I have a thought here. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear what you'd have to say. I, I have a strong opinion about this, but I want to hear what Jeff has to say. I would say a few things. So, so my, my answer is no, I don't think you should be dating him. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because he, he needs to be with someone who is ready to date. He needs to be with someone, whether he right. likes it or not it's or knows it or not. You know? Yeah, it's just fair. Exactly. Like, it's fair to him. That, that's, a good, that's the word I'm looking for. Is like, he's, you know, it's in his best interest to be with someone who is ready on his level, which you are not. And then, but even forgetting about him, let's just focus on you, is it's like, if you were my client, I would say, don't date this guy. Don't date anyone because that's going to distract you and take time away from all this work that you're doing on yourself. It sounds like you're in this transitional phase and it's not small. There's all these things going on with you that you have to figure out. So why would you waste any time dating when A, you're not at that great place, you're not at the best self you are, but B, when your time should just be spent on, you know, dating yourself, working on you and and building all the things that you need to build. It's like, it's just a waste of yeah, time. Yeah, and I you. think I'm too uh, 
passive because I've tried to hint to him in text like, yeah, not in the best phase of my life right now. Things are kind of crazy. This is not normally where I am at, but this is where I'm at right now. And he hasn't taken it as like, okay, I'll go away. He's kind of come on stronger. So do I just straight up say not ready to date, but I think you're great? Like, I don't want to hurt his feelings genuinely. You're hurting his feelings by continuing to talk with him over text because it's distracting him from talking to other women. So that's hurting him more than hearing this. If if that's the honest statement from you that, you know what, I don't want to date right now. I do really enjoy you, but I'm not in the headspace for it. Then you have to stick to that. But if that's not where your headspace is at and you're trying to either protect him or protect you, or you think that you shouldn't be dating, then I would have a different response for you, which would be to go out on a date and just see how you really think and feel. Because I also know that the situation you're in right now, you're kind of trapped at your family's home and you might be putting a lot of pressure on yourself and a lot of beliefs that may not be your reality. Um, And getting outside of your home and doing things like going on a date may motivate you in a different way. Maybe well, not right. to be, so that's like, you know, in a deeper relationship with him. But I would say just do something. That, so it's like- Is and, that something you do yeah, because sorry, he wants to meet in New York City on Saturday? And I'm like, oh, that's a good excuse to go to New York City and to get out of my parents' house for the night. But, you know- I mean, if you're just using him in some way, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to hear out loud. That no, you're I using wouldn't be using it. Just have a night out. But if you are like the curious about him and you enjoy we had, we him, have fun to, you know, we've yeah. laughed together when we met and then stuff. go. I I think you should go. I think you should continue to work on yourself, but I think you should go see how you think and feel yeah. when you're in that situation. At the end of the day, you'll only have one night that you're dedicating to this as opposed to like two weeks where you're stretching it out over text for him. I just think for you and for him, if you want more solid answers that aren't like these these heightened imaginary answers that you're manifesting because you're not taking action and doing anything, then you figure out what everything looks like in reality. And if you're like, "Eh, you know what, I'm not ready to date. Then you decide you're not ready to date. You tell him. You say, "Listen, I, you know, I was really just going, coming out tonight because I, I really enjoyed you, but I realized even more, it's nothing to do with you. I'm just not in the place to date." Yeah. And then you'd be really honest with him. What I want to say to him yeah. really is: imagine you being in this scenario and trying to get a boner. Like that's how I feel right now. It's impossible. You can't be turned on in the situation I'm in right now. So I think that's which is okay. why I'm thinking that even going on that trip just might be a distraction. Yeah. I don't know. I think you know the answer. Yeah, no, I think I, I think do you, too. I yeah. think you know deep down if you're ready to date or yeah. not. I don't know if you need to test it out and and do that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's almost like I, mean, I need I, permission I, I, to say no is essentially why I was asking you guys. No, right. so then here's your permission. Say no. Okay. Doing it. And then it's done. He'll right. be, I think in the end, he'll be happier that you were just really honest with him and, and told him. I mean, like, you got to be, I think you have to be even more like harsh with it or more just like, hey, seriously, though, I'm really like, thank you for inviting me out, but I'm really just not dating right now. Um, yeah. I did enjoy my time with you, but, but please, you know, I'll reach back out if I am ready. Yeah. You know, something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. I think it's a little misleading to say, like, I'm so into you, like, but I can't be right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, we'll go with yeah. it. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, same thing with women, you know. You can tell them eight reasons or tell us eight reasons why you don't want to date them, but then you'll say one thing that's nice that will latch on to. Oh, but you said this nice right. thing about me. So just, just you know, don't work on being nice and helping his feelings. Help his feelings by just cutting it yeah. off. I think that that was really good advice. Trip, thank you so much for coming on to our show and talking about the next oh, stages of me. dating. Yeah, you're wonderful as always. I, w- I wish we were on my bed right now, all three <laughs> of us. 
talking and chatting and combing each other's hair. Yes, but, but this sadly, time not in my tight pants because I remember I was wearing skinny jeans. And oh, was, my God, yes. Yeah, so oh, my God. I just switched positions many times. <laughs> but that's what you do in a bed. So it's fine. Yeah, exactly. You got to switch positions. Tell people about your book that is on Amazon that they should definitely go check out. Cool. Yeah, it's called Magnetic. Cultivate confidence, become rejection-proof, and naturally attract the women you desire. 170 pages uh, teaching you steps A to Z on how to meet and attract women. So if you're a shy guy, even if you're not that shy, but you still want to learn how to attract uh, quality women and do it from the very beginning, like what do you say? How do you meet women that you want? Where do you meet women? Uh, How do you get to the point where they're really attracted to you? And then again, how do you take it into a relationship? Then check out this book. Because it, it will help you. And it, it's not just theory. There's a lot of cool action steps and exercises that go through the book. So you can actually use it as a workbook and, and get results from it. So it's on Amazon, paperback, audiobook, and Kindle. Uh, if you don't have the link or, or if it's confusing to get I, I'll the link. I'll include the link for sure. Okay, cool. Otherwise, just go to Amazon and type in uh, Trip Kramer Magnetic or Magnetic Trip and you'll see it there. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show and thanks for sharing all of that with us. I definitely suggest going and checking out Magnetic. Uh, Kristen, I'm sorry for your recent loss, but I'm really inspired by, by you push-ups. and happy for you that <laughs> by your push ups. I think it's freaking awesome. I'm like intimidated by you. You're going to have huge biceps the next time that I see you. Uh, but I'm, I'm just, I'm really proud of you. Thank I think you. It's awesome. That I'm also you're proud doing of you. wonderful things for yourself. Yeah, everybody well, should like, be proud of you. I you think do it's hit amazing. a point where there's nowhere to go but up, and so I think that's what my that's what my 2019 is. So. I think, I think it's wonderful. Uh, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please, please, please go and subscribe to the show. Do not download individual episodes because the time wasted on downloading individual episodes is time that you could be using to meet, attract, date, and be with women. Uh, if you want to write in questions for our show, which we have not been answering lately, but we will shortly, please send them in to ask at ask womenpodcast.com and we will overanalyze them to death on our show. We will see you guys next week.